Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. This is Pastor Jeremy. So my wife tells me that I'm not a very good listener. And I suspect that God would also tell me that I'm not a very good listener. How about you? Are you a good listener? Today we start a series on the call of God. We will look at biblical stories where God called to one of his people and how they responded. We will learn to answer the call of God in our own lives. God wants to tell us the story of the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, God gives him a vision. Now, don't you wish that God would just speak to us in an audible voice or give you a vision or a dream to speak to you? I mean, we have a whole book wrote to us, but we always want more. If he would just say it to me or show it to me in a dream. But that's not the way God generally speaks to us. Even in the lives of the prophets, that's not the way it usually worked. But sometimes these spectacular, miraculous types of communication, visions, dreams, voices from heaven, he even speaks through a donkey once, are there to teach us lessons in a more understandable way about how he speaks to us every day. We open Isaiah chapter 6, starting in verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the, the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is to me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs, and the seraph touched my mouth, and with it said, now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. God has redeemed you to use you. As Isaiah begins to take in the scene, he is overcome by how out of place he is. He sees God sitting on his throne and he blurts out the obvious conclusion, Woe is me. These are the first words spoken by the prophet in this entire book. He pronounces woe upon himself. He doesn't even try to fit in, blend in, or play it off like he belongs. He doesn't approach God or start trying to serve him. He worships God in the most simplistic, accurate way. He has seen himself in the light or in comparison to divine holiness He's seen God, and that gives him a new understanding of himself. He sees his sin and his inadequacies and his frailty and his limitations in the presence of the holy, almighty, eternal, all-knowing, good creator and judge of all that exists. Even though he's the prophet of God, he declares, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, yet my eyes have seen the king the Lord of hosts. He says, I'm not better than anyone else. I stand before God unclean, just like everyone else. The greatest tale of God's grace and his work in our lives is not when we stand taller or more powerful or have accomplished more. Instead, it is when we put others and especially God before ourselves and recognize how unclean we are 
apart from his grace through Jesus Christ. Too often our lips argue for our importance, our work, and our place. Instead, they should speak the glory and the worship of God. Then one of the seraphs flew to me. Holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs, the seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. So one of these angels flying around comes and takes a coal from the altar. Now this stone is a holy thing belonging to the worship of God. It comes from before God's throne. He touches it to Isaiah's dirty mouth and it heals him, cleanses him. Only he can heal and transform us. God's holiness, his righteousness, his character is contagious. When we come into contact with him, we are changed. Now this stone symbolizes the work of Jesus Christ. Only he can change the nature of a man. He died on the cross to atone for sin. He rose again to awaken new life in his people. If you belong to Jesus through faith, the Holy Spirit has filled you and healed you. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is gone. You are righteous. You are a son or daughter of the Most High God, a prince or a princess in his kingdom. and You are empowered and equipped to do mighty things in his name. Your lips and your hateful hands and your selfish feet have been healed, and now you belong to the worship of God. They are tools of God's kingdom for love and for the good of those around you. You can make a difference because the Holy Spirit of God has filled you and cleansed you and empowered you and equipped you. I don't care what skills you have or you don't have, what you know or what you don't know. God has adopted you. Jesus has saved you. And the Holy Spirit of God has transformed you. Make sure you don't miss the next part, because now God has something to say. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. God had done something special in Isaiah, just as he has in us through the gospel of Jesus Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit. He has renewed us and gave us a new life in the way of Jesus. Now, at this point, God gives Isaiah a message to deliver. The message is one of judgment on the evil of Israel. They will be destroyed. Now, that's not going to be a popular message. It's probably not going to gain Isaiah any friends or better his situation in life. But it is also a message of hope. As a small ray of sunshine peeks through the clouds, pointing to a future, when, like a phoenix, Israel will be reborn from the ashes. He mentions the stump left after God chops down the tree. This stump will remain a holy stump, a holy seed. The remnant which will carry on God's kingdom until it is reborn and flourishes through the Messiah. God says, whom shall I send? Now, this is not a question only for Isaiah. All over the world, every day, God is asking over and over again, whom shall I send? Every time someone is lonely, every time someone is hungry, every time they are scared and they cry out, for those who are lost and see no good in the future, who are overwhelmed by their guilt and have no hope, God says, whom shall I send? We need to be available, saying to God, here I am, send me. 
Put yourself in a position where you are available to people and to God to speak truth into their lives and to be able to love them where they are. Build relationships with people so they know they can trust you. Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to go into a ministry position. I'm saying that where God has already put you, the people that are already around you, say, God, I'm a school teacher. I work at a store. I have this group of friends. I'm a grandparent, a parent, a sibling. I go to the gym. I'm a part of this group. I participate in this ministry. Use me however you will, and then be open and paying attention and looking for opportunities that God gives you through those times and then jump on them when they arise. If you are not sure how to serve or what avenues you have to say, God, here I am, use me, the first thing you need to do is sit down and pray and ask God to open your eyes to the opportunities that you have. Maybe it is a new place, a new thing that he'll take you to, but maybe it's all just something right in the places you already are. To build relationships, to meet needs, to love and to share the goodness of God in someone's life. Because that is what God uses to change people's lives. If you still cannot come up with anything, then come and talk to me. I'd love nothing more than to sit down and pray with you and discuss how we, how you can be available to God. Now, sometimes, though, we want all the answers before we are willing to say, here am I. Now, notice that Isaiah did not. God didn't tell him the plan and then let him decide. No, he said, whom shall I send? And Isaiah said, here I am, send me. He doesn't even know where he's going. And then God told him what he would do. Sometimes you just need to go. You just need to love and to serve. You need to put yourself where God is working or where the need is and then have your eyes and your ears open to hear him call you. You need to be here at church. You need to show up. You need to be with people and building relationships to hear God call you to help. You need to be in prayer and, and in his word every day to hear him call you. You must make yourself available. Tell Tyler and Kelsey you want to help with the kids. Tell, tell my mother you want to help in the nursery. Uh, a great place to serve is the choir, no matter whether you think you can sing or not, but you just want to. I promise Josh and I want you there. Do not hesitate to be available. You must be available. Tell me you want to help serve the needs in our community. Make yourself available. Open yourself to serving and loving people and worshiping our God, and I promise you that you will hear God say, whom shall I send? And you will realize that he is looking at you and that you are the one to say, here I am, Lord, send me. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says to all who will follow him, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People do not light a lamp and put it under the bushel basket. Rather, they put it on a lampstand, and, I get, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. 1 Peter 4.10, Peter writes, Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, Serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. No one is a spectator in the kingdom of God. No one is just along for the ride. Throughout the years, Christianity has been hijacked and turned into an insurance company. Here, believe in this so that you'll be safe and okay. Now, 
you can just pull it out and look at it and remind yourself that you have insurance when you're worried about something. No. Christianity is a kingdom. It's a movement, a rescue mission. It's an army. We have a purpose, a mission, a role to play. And when you don't answer the call and say, here am I, then the pressure falls on others and people get dropped and there's no one to stand in the gap and you miss out on the blessing that God wants to work in you and through you. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, curing every disease and every sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Today, will you answer God's call? I know you see it, and I know you hear it. When you look around yourself in this world, you see the sheep without a shepherd. You see the hurt and the need and the loneliness. We are the laborers that Jesus and his disciples asked for. Today, answer the call of God. Make yourself available. Draw near to him through the spiritual disciplines. Those are the the, the actions that he gives us in his word that that he promises to meet us and work in us through and to prepare us, to train, to change us, transform us. Start with prayer and Bible study. Make yourself available by gathering with other believers, worshiping, meditating on God's word, serving and giving and sharing. God will use you. He will call you. Are you listening? Are you every day saying, Lord, your servant is listening? Here am I, send me. The harvest is plentiful and I am your laborer ready to work. Are you letting your light shine that it might push back the darkness in the lives of people, that they might give glory to God? Make yourself available and answer your Lord. Here am I. Send me. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy. Go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Once you're there, you can... Uh, find out some more about our church. You can click on first time to kind of learn uh, some things to expect the first time you come in the doors. We meet every Sunday morning at 1050 a.m. There's a website you can also click give to be able to support our ministry as well as contact us just to leave us a message. Let us know you're listening. Once again, that's www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Come see us any Sunday morning at 1050 a.m. We are right on Main Street in Stanford, Kentucky beside the courthouse. Have a great week. Love God. Love others and tell somebody about Jesus.